On August 31st, we return to where it all began. The bad blood is flowing between Moxley and Omega. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho. I have to beat the hangman. I have to beat the hangman. Somebody's going to be crowned the new AEW World Champion. All Elite Wrestling presents All Out Live. Saturday, August 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern. Only on pay-per-view. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Welcome to episode six of the Elitist Cinema Geekly's All Elite Wrestling Podcast. This is Anthony Lewis, and today we are talking about AEW's next big pay-per-view, All Out which is happening next week, Saturday, August the 31st on pay-per-view. Plus, uh, some of the happenings that have been going on in between now uh, and Fight for the Fallen. Some big news (laughs) literally breaking in the last uh, several hours or so. I guess we'll talk about that uh, when we preview All Out real quick. But uh, when we were doing Fight for the Fallen... I believe uh, we were talking about uh, how we were on the the cusp of AEW announcing everything as it relates to their television deal. Uh, of course, they announced uh, TNT, uh, but they officially came out with Wednesday nights uh, on TNT from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And since that time, a lot has happened. So they've announced... Uh, dates for, I want to say their first five shows. Yeah, they they've announced dates for uh, dates and locations for their first five shows on TNT, along with uh, tickets. Tickets are available for at least some of those shows. Uh, I'm sure you can get tickets for all of these shows on the secondary market, but uh, at least the first three episodes of AEW on TNT have sold out from the direct box office. So that means you either got tickets or you are uh, looking at the secondary market, uh, like StubHub or SeatGeek or something like that to get your uh, your AEW on TNT tickets. Uh, and on top of that, they've announced quite a few things. So uh, they announced... Their first event uh, on TNT is going to be on October the 2nd, and it's going to be taking place in Washington, D.C. at the Capital One Arena, which is a a, a big arena in D.C., and I think that's maybe a 12 or 13,000 seater, maybe 14. I'm not sure what it is for wrestling. Uh, And they've already announced some big stuff on that show. Uh, they announced John Moxley appearing. They announced uh, Cody versus Sammy Guevara. They announced they've announced uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and two mystery partners. And they announced that the first ever All Elite Wrestling Women's Champion will also be crowned on that episode of TV. the uh, The second week is going to be in Boston, Massachusetts at the Aganis Arena, which is a smaller building. Uh, It's not quite a big basketball arena, 
uh, sized uh, place like uh, Capital One is, but again, uh, did really well in ticket sales for that one and sold it out. Uh, two announced matches for that show, Sean Spears and John Moxley in a singles match, and they have announced the Young Bucks versus Private Party in an opening round match for the AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament. Uh, show number three is in Philadelphia at the Lacorus Center, which is a little bit bigger. That's more of a 10,000-seater. Almost all of these arenas outside of Capital One, I believe, are college campus-based arenas. Um, so week three in Philadelphia at the Lacorus Center, uh, they've announced that the first defenses of the AEW Women's Championship and the AEW World Championship will occur on this uh, episode of TV. And uh, week four and five, tickets have just gone on sale for those as well. They announced uh, week four is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, so they're not going very far from Philadelphia, at the Peterson Events Center in Pittsburgh. And for that event, they've announced that John Moxley will be wrestling on that show, and they announced that the semifinals of the World Tag Team Championship Tournament will be taking place on that week's episode of TV. And uh, tickets are still available for that one. That event has not yet sold out uh, as of this recording. And week five that they've announced so far, Charleston, West Virginia at the Charleston Coliseum. Uh, They've announced Chris Jericho wrestling on that show. They've announced John Moxley wrestling on that show. And they've announced that the finals of the World Tag Team Championship Tournament will occur So uh, the champions will be crowned in Charleston, West Virginia. So that's the TV uh, situation for AEW right now. And uh, on top of that, in a move that was really not all that surprising, WWE made the move to put NXT up against AEW on actual television. The original talk was about putting them on Fox Sports 1. FS1, but the, I mean, I'm not exactly sure how this all rounded out. The The story is that somebody had cued Vince McMahon into the fact that FS1 is not in as many homes as TNT is, and that was his impetus, perhaps, for going with the USA Network, which is the home of Raw, and that is where NXT has landed, although I'm still... Not really sure. Like, I know FS1 on Wednesdays has a contract with Big Ten Basketball. I don't think that they would be moving. It feels like that would be a lot of work to move all of that uh, just for NXT. So I feel like that wouldn't have been an option regardless of whether they were in more homes or not. Uh, So NXT is leaving the network and is going to the USA Network. Uh, to go head-to-head every Wednesday, 8 to 10 p.m. Uh, the word is that they are still going to be uh, shooting live from Full Sail University every week. Uh, so that'll be interesting, uh, especially with AEW running in bigger arenas. And on top of that, even more interesting is that they're going to be next day on demand on the network. So it is not going to be a month-long wait like you have to do if you're a fan of Raw or SmackDown. Uh, and you don't have Hulu, uh, you have to next, like, next month it on the network uh, if you're not watching it 
uh, live, of course. So that's really interesting. I wonder how many people are just going to watch, because uh, I would imagine there is some crossover between WWE, or like from crossover between NXT and AEW. I wonder how many people are just going to watch NXT on the network the next day uh, and watch AEW live. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all sort of plays out and. Uh, I don't know. It, it could, it could be, it, it could be a spark for like a big, uh, wrestling war, like a boom that gets people really interested in watching. Uh, it may not. I don't know. Uh, it, it, that is kind of the fun. It's also a little nerve wracking, not knowing how any of this is going to be <laughs> received, but, uh, a fun time to be sure. Uh, so let's talk about. Uh, all out. Uh, actually, you know, before we do that, uh, let's thank the good people over at ThinkGeek for sponsoring the show. Cinemageekly.com slash ThinkGeek or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Uh, all right, now we can talk about All Out. Uh, Saturday, August the 31st, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on pay per view. Uh, it'll be also available on uh, BR Live in the United States. And outside of the United States, it'll be available on the Fight TV app. And I do believe that the prices for Double or Nothing stand uh, for this event as well. It looks like they are priced about the same, forty nine ninety nine in the United States, and about uh, whatever it is, 14 euros. Uh, I don't know if it's 14 euros or 14 euros 99 or 14 pounds 99 in the UK. I'm not sure. Uh, so here is what is announced and there still may be time for more announcements between now and when the show occurs. So if miss anything, you know, that's, that's what we're going to chalk it up to. So the buy-in, uh, the pre-show, I believe, and they're not listing this on the AEW website, but I am pretty sure that, uh, this is part of the buy-in. Uh, they're doing another casino battle Royale. This one featuring all women uh, wrestlers, as opposed to the one at Double or Nothing, uh, which featured uh, nothing but uh, male wrestlers. Uh, and the winner is... Uh, it's working... Essentially, it's working just like how the one at Double or Nothing worked. The winner gets entered into the AEW Women's Championship match that is going to occur on the the first week of TV. Uh, and there is... Uh, I'm trying to get, like, a list here. There's, there's not a big list of names for the Battle Royal so far. It's going to work the same way. So you've got your... Uh, you know, your, your hearts, your clubs your spades, diamonds, uh, and they come out five at a time. And then you've got the, uh, the mystery Joker card. It was hangman page at double or nothing. And, uh, that means 21 women. And I don't know if I'm not, I'm not sure that. So they, I think it was said in one of the Road to Double or Nothings that uh, 
since there aren't 21 women on the roster, they're going to be bringing in a lot of outside uh, women competitors. So, uh, I th- let's see if I can find uh, a list of who's been included so far. So, uh, listed so far, Teal Piper, who is the daughter of uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, uh, Eva Lease, who was uh, most recently in Lucha Underground, uh, and Jazz, uh is making her AEW debut. All three of those women making their AEW debuts. Uh, it has been insinuated that Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Yuka Sakazaki, Ali, and Brandy Rhodes uh, could be in this. And they've also recently announced uh, Sadie Gibbs and Ariel Monroe, uh, aka Big Swole, are all uh, listed for the Casino Battle Royale. Uh, Sadie Gibbs had a uh, hype video for her air in the buy-in for Double or Nothing. Uh, Big Swole was recently in the Mae Young Classic, the second Mae Young Classic. And uh, I'm trying to think of uh, anybody else. Oh, Jazz, uh, if people are unfamiliar with Jazz, uh, became famous for her run in ECW and for her time as women's champion in WWE. Uh, She has since wrestled all over the place, uh, most recently having a run as the NWA Women's World Champion uh, and now entering uh, into this Casino Battle Royale. Uh, So that's, uh, let me see here, what do we got here? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine, ten. So we still got a little more than half of the field has yet yet to be revealed. I'm sure some of them will be uh, surprises? It'll be interesting to see uh, who ends up where and doing what. So the other match on the buy-in, Private Party against uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. Uh, you know, I guess as it relates to the to the Casino Battle Royale, until uh, or unless I see something else uh, signifying uh, any reason for me to think otherwise, I'm going to go with Britt Baker winning the Casino Battle Royale. It seems like from the get-go, she has been uh, in the uh, in the bullseye, I guess, in the target of, of AEW to be one of the mastheads of the women's division. So uh, until I see some reason to think otherwise, I'm going to go with Britt Baker. So we've got Private Party against Angelico and Jack Evans. So both of these teams looking for wins in AEW, both winless currently, and uh, Private Party has their big match with the Young Bucks going into TV. Uh, Boy, I would imagine that Angelico and Jack Evans are also in this tournament uh, for the Tag Team Championship as well. It's really tough to figure out who, what I would, um, without really knowing uh, where Angelico and Jack Evans figure into this tag team tournament. It's tough for me to say, but with Private Party going up against Young Bucks, I feel like there should there should get a little bit of credibility here. I'm going to go with Private Party to get the win in, uh, in the buy-in. And uh, there are seven matches listed on the main show. I don't know if we're going to get any, any more matches listed on the main show, uh, but it's possible that we might. Uh, 
three-way match. We've got Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc, and Darby Allen. So the story here is that these three men teamed up against Sean Spears, MJF, and Sammy Guevara at Fight for the Fallen. And the idea in that match was that these three kind of have a common bond together. They share the the bond of deathmatch wrestling or whatever it is. Uh, they're three crazy lunatics. And the other team, Guevara, MJF, and Sean Spears, they were the ones having problems. Uh, but... At the end of that match, uh, it was uh, through some chicanery, the bad guy team winning. And as a result, Joey Janela was very upset that so far in AEW, he has yet to win a match. Uh, And he and Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allin were arguing over this, and they got into a wild brawl, which uh, they've gotten into more than one wild brawl. And they're now going to settle this match in a, in a triple threat. I feel like this is the spot for Darby Allen to shine, get his big win uh, after the draw with Cody. And after seeing that reaction that he got at Fight for the Fallen, I feel like this is uh, the time to put Darby Allen in the win column. Uh, he's my pick uh, for that three-way match. Uh, another basic story here. The Dark Order and the Best Friends in a tag team match. Winner gets a first round bye in the AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament. Uh, This goes all the way back to Double or Nothing. Best Friends won their tag match on that show when they were sneak attacked by the Dark Order, who made their debut. And then uh, at, I think it was Fighter Fest... uh, they were going to do, they'd set up this notion that they're going to do two, three team, uh, triple threat matches and the winners would go to all out. And the winner of that match would get a buy in the championship tournament. Uh, best friends won, uh, their, their three way match at fighter fest. And afterwards again, were attacked by the dark order. And then at fight for the fallen, the dark order won the three way tag team match that they were in. So, pretty basic stuff here, and winner gets a bye. I feel like they're going to do the Dark Order getting the win here and getting the bye. I feel like that really works better for a a heel team to get a a free pass in the tournament, and I think it hypothetically could set up a really good match if it ends up being Dark Order and the Young Bucks, uh, if anybody remembers their encounters when the Dark Order were the Super Smash Brothers in pro wrestling gorilla they had a bunch of awesome matches and i feel like maybe that's where they're headed with this hard to say for sure but uh that's that's going to be my pick and i feel like maybe that's what they're going to do uh singles match on the show hikaru shida and riho so both of these ladies were in the joshi six woman match from double or nothing they were on the same team in that match uh, but here they are facing each other one-on-one. This is Sheeta's first AEW match since Double or Nothing, and obviously her first singles match. This is not uh, uh, the first match for Rio since then, as she has been on every show since Double or Nothing. Uh, she won a triple threat match at Fighter Fest, and she was on the losing end of a tag team match in the buy-in for Fight for the Fallen. Uh, so this will be her second 
match in singles competition against Sheeta. And I'm not really sure who to pick here. I, 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 the, the buzz is that, uh, they look really favorably upon Hikaru Shida, but Rio has been on all, all of these shows and people are really starting to take a liking to her and she's really good. I really wouldn't be upset if this was Riho winning. I think Shida is going to win, but that's, that's the brain talking. My heart thinks Riho should win. Honestly, I'd like to see Riho in that women's championship match on, on the first week of TV. Uh, but my brain says Shida. I'm going to pick, uh, Hikaru Shida. Just going to go with the brain. Uh, and we'll, we'll see, we'll see which wins over, which, which was the smarter of the, the smarter of the two picks. Uh, also singles match, uh, Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard in his corner, taking on Cody with, uh, he, well, it hasn't been announced. It's presumed to be Brandy Rhodes, but uh, he gets one corner person, and we will see who that ends up being. I don't know if they're going to keep that a, a surprise or not, but we shall see. So the story here goes back to an interview that Cody Rhodes did where uh, he talked about the signing of Sean Spears, called him a good hand, and then at Fighter Fest. After the draw with Darby Allen, Sean Spears drills Cody in the head with a chair, busts him open. He needs 10 staples to close it up. And uh, in a sit-down interview afterwards with Jim Ross, Sean Spears talked about uh, how Cody was in his inner circle of friends. He mentored Cody when Cody was in Ohio Valley Wrestling or FCW. I don't remember where. It may have been FCW. And uh, they were, in fact, a tag team at the time. Uh, but uh, Cody calling Sean Spears a good hand is like the kiss of death in wrestling. Uh, you know, somebody somebody who's a good hand, but he's never going to be the guy. And once you call somebody that, like, that's it. They're done forever. Sean Spears took uh, a big exception to this. Talked about how... Cody Rhodes in his mind is a, is a leech. He's a parasite. He used up Sean Spears and then dumped him and he moved on. Then he teamed with uh, Bob Holly in WWE and he used him up and he moved on. And then he teamed with Ted DiBiase and he used him and moved on. And this is all Cody ever does. He's a uh, uses somebody for his own advantage and then he moves on. And uh, Sean Spears said that there is no one better uh, that he needs representation, and there is no one better to represent him in a in a war against a member of the Rhodes family than Dusty Rhodes' old arch nemesis, one of the four horsemen, Tully Blanchard. And uh, Tully has done a couple of interviews, and they've done some segments together that have all been excellent. Cody's done a few uh, videos as well that are in the uh, Road to All Out series that have all been excellent. Uh, at first, not excited for this match, but the way they've told the story, I'm pretty invested. It'll be interesting to see how good the match is, but I said the same thing about Cody and Dustin at Double or Nothing, and they had an unbelievable match. So, we'll see what we get here from Cody and Sean Spears. I want to feel like we're not going through all of this trouble for nothing. I feel like Sean Spears is going to win this match. Uh, I feel like that's what we should be doing. 
uh, and that makes the most sense to me. Uh, I don't. I don't think we're going to want to do all of this build up for for nothing, especially with uh, Cody going into a match with Sammy Guevara on the first week of TV, a match that he can win, and uh, with Sean Spears, his next big opponent looking to be John Moxley, who's a much uh, higher tier opponent. And I think he would need some credibility behind him. So I think Sean Spears is going to win this match. Uh, Escalera de la Muerte, the ladder match, the stairway of death or whatever that is for the AAA World Tag Team Championship. Uh, the Young Bucks taking on the champions, Los Lucha Brothers. Uh, this looks to be the end of the feud for the Lucha Brothers. Now, uh, Phoenix of the Lucha Brothers apparently hurt himself on, on an indie show last night. As I record this, uh, it was feared that maybe he had broken his leg, but it sounds like he was walking on it. Uh, maybe it was just a bad sprain. It sounds like he's still going to be doing the show. So that's good because they've already been hit with enough uh, bad news as it relates to this show. Uh, this should be spectacular. Uh, just out of this world. If you're into moves, if you're into crazy stuff, this will be the match for you. Uh, it's going to be wild and uh, frenetic and fast-paced. It's going to be bonkers. Uh, it should be the end of the feud, like I noted, and I feel like this should be a win for the Lucha Brothers, uh, especially with AEW about to crown their tag team champions. I don't think they want uh, the Young Bucks with the AEW tag team championships on them. Uh, and I don't know what the Lucha Brothers' fate is as it relates to their television appearances for AEW. So we shall see. Uh, but I'm picking uh, the Lucha Brothers to retain their titles in that one. So on to a big match that's been changed. Uh, we were originally scheduled to have Kenny Omega, John Moxley in the battle that was set up from Double or Nothing when Moxley made his surprising debut in AEW. Uh, and he... he DDT'd everyone in sight except for Kenny Omega who fought back uh, until Moxley DDT'd him on the stage and then threw him off the stage like John Cena and uh, Kenny Omega came back and uh, attacked Moxley after his match with Joey Janela at Fighter Fest and they're actually telling a really great uh, a really great story here so the story from Kenny Omega's perspective is that he was walking into double or nothing against Chris Jericho expecting to win and knowing that everybody else was expecting him to win. And he went in there and he didn't, he didn't give a performance. He thought that lived up to his expectation and he didn't walk away with a win. And he felt a little lost until Moxley came out and he felt like Moxley was inspiring him to evolve and to change. Uh, and then from Moxley's perspective, he doesn't know anything about Kenny Omega. He was just, you know, Moxley was just a, a bag in the wind. Like, he, he just floated into that ring, and he just did whatever came to his mind. He didn't know Omega from, from anything. Uh, but Omega fought back. Uh... He was the only one to fight back. This, like, intrigued him, and he wanted to find out what made Kenny Omega tick. And I thought this was the genius thing about all of this. So when Moxley left WWE, uh, he wanted to go to New Japan as well. 
and he's doing this run in New Japan uh, purely on his own, but they managed to work it into the storyline here. So he says that he wanted to find out what made Kenny Omega tick. So without saying it in as many words as I'm about to, uh, but they do heavily, heavily, heavily insinuate uh, New Japan. And I think if you know John Moxley's got to run a New Japan, you know what he's talking about. But uh, they don't specifically say New Japan. But he says he went, you know, he's going to where Kenny Omega came from to find out what makes him tick. And if you're paying attention to Moxley's run in New Japan, this all makes excellent sense. He came in and won the IWGP United States Championship which is the belt that Kenny Omega christened. He was the first uh, United States, uh, IWGP United States champion. And he also, Moxley, entered into the G1 uh, tournament, which is a tournament that Kenny Omega won on his way to becoming IWGP champion. Uh, So all of that stuff made sense. And then we find out the other night uh, via Twitter from John Moxley himself uh, that uh, his he's got a really bad MRSA infection in his elbow, and it is serious and needs to be taken care of, and surgery needs to be done on it. Uh, but he's going to be out for four weeks, which means he is not going to be able to have this uh, this match with Kenny Omega. So that is a big bummer. Uh, but AEW came back immediately and announced a replacement match. So the match at All Out will now be Kenny Omega versus Pac, which is going to be an amazing match. Uh, I, I'm i actually really excited to see it. There's no story behind it. Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast or you've been paying attention to the AEW news, you know that uh, Pac was originally scheduled to compete at Double or Nothing. And due to some weird pro wrestling political stuff with championships and working with other organizations. It didn't really happen. But the idea, I believe, was to build to this Pac and Kenny Omega match that I think was supposed to actually happen at All Out. I don't remember what the original plans were. Maybe someday uh, Cody and the Young Bucks uh, and those guys will come out and say, like, uh, you know, here's actually what was really supposed to happen. But it feels like they were originally maybe looking at Kenny Omega and Pac for this show before all of the stuff happened with Pac and Dragon Gate. So it's interesting, if I'm right, that they ended up where they wanted to be to begin with. Uh, it's just at the, the sacrifice of this John Moxley thing, which uh, they said will happen at some point down the road. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe they announce that for maybe one of the episodes of TV that... Uh, hasn't completely sold out yet. Uh, so maybe like in West Virginia or something like that, maybe they'll announce that the Kenny Omega-John Moxley match will will happen on uh, on that show. Or maybe they'll scrap the six-man they announced for the TV debut and do Moxley and Omega there as like a big way to get people interested in watching. But either way, Pac and Kenny Omega should be excellent. I, I can see a scenario in which Pac wins this match, uh, they do the whole Kenny hasn't had time to train for Pac. He's been focused so much on Moxley uh, and that Pac is so different from Moxley that uh, he was he was unprepared. But I generally think uh, that Kenny Omega is going to win this match. He's my pick. 
I'm predicting him, but I wouldn't be stunned if Pac won because they can definitely go that route. Uh, main event for the show, Hangman Page, Chris Jericho to determine the very first AEW World Champion. I find this main event interesting because Page is not the person I would have gone with, although uh, he had one hell of a sit-down interview with Jim Ross that I thought was really effective, and he's done a uh, he also did a pretty darn good promo uh, on one of the Road 2 shows as well. Jericho has felt less consistent to me. Uh, I thought the match he had with Kenny Omega at Double or Nothing was, was pretty good, but uh, a step or two down from their match at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, I think he's moving a little slow. I wasn't a big fan of his his ad-libbed promo from... Uh, fight for the fallen. I didn't think that was particularly good, uh, but that crowd was exhausted as well. So maybe uh, that didn't help matters. But it's been tough for me to really get into this. I feel like you probably like I wouldn't. Be, I'm not going to be surprised no matter who wins. Like I'm not going to be completely stunned if they put the belt on Hangman Page. I can see that as a gamble. Uh, that you're not going to go with the obvious choice. Chris Jericho is the obvious choice if you want to get the ears of lapsed wrestling fans who aren't paying attention to AEW right now. That is a name that they know and recognize. Uh, and he's a big star and putting the belt on him and putting him on TV will draw some eyeballs in that direction. Uh, but I can see them going with a gamble of just putting it on the new unknown guy who beat Jericho. Uh, I feel like it's going to be Jericho. He's my pick, but I could see them going with Hangman Page. I don't think they should. I, I'm i not sure he's quite there. I'm not even sure he's there for this spot, even on this show. I don't think this is the, the route they should have gone. But uh, for whatever reason, whatever the reason is, this is the route that they've chosen. I'm curious to see what kind of match they're going to pull out, especially since they're going to have to follow... Kenny and Pac and the Young Bucks Lucha Brothers ladder match. I'd be interesting to see what the crowd is like. Like, it looks like a really stacked card, and I'm not sure what kind of match we're going to get out of uh, Jericho and Hangman Page, but we shall see. That'll be the interesting thing for me. The, I'm, I'm not interested in how great the match will be. I'll be interested to see if they can do a really good match, because uh, I'm not sure. And they're on a card with a lot of other great matches on it, so... We shall see, but I am picking Jericho to win and be the first champion. I think that would be the smartest move uh, heading into to weekly television. Uh, so yeah, uh, it'll be this uh, this coming Saturday, August the 31st, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on pay-per-view, on the BR Live app, and on Fight TV internationally for AEW's All Out, and then uh, TV going head-to-head with NXT starting uh, on October the 2nd, Wednesdays from 8 to 10 p.m. Uh, and that's the show, everybody. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Just search for The Elitists and hit subscribe. And uh, that way you can come back and hear us talk about the fallout, the results, the thoughts and opinions from AEW's all out.